pocket is closed. Good Thursday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Harris here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. Hope you all had a great day out there today. This morning, futures were looking strongly higher going into the latest inflation data that we got back this morning. Today, we got back the September uh, consumer price index after yesterday's producer's price index, PPI, came in hotter than expected. And today, we saw a similar story here uh, with CPI data coming in slightly above estimates here as well. And that's when our market began to fall. We tried to get a couple rallies throughout the day, but we did finish negative across the board. CPI came in today rising four tenths of a percent month over month versus the estimates of three tenths of one percent. That's for the overall CPI number annual increase at 3.7 percent versus estimates of 3.6 percent. You know, so no real concerns there just yet, and I'll get to that more in a second. But then core inflation. Uh, which a lot of people say that the Fed looks at this much more than they look at the overall inflation number. So core inflation being minus uh, shelter uh, and food and energy because you know who needs places to live, who needs food, and who needs gas for their car, right? So why would the Fed look at any of those things? But core inflation did was steady in line with expectations there uh, at a 4.1% rise in prices year over year. So certainly not ideal numbers from the inflation data today. But when you zoom out and take a look at what we've seen inflation do over the last year now, we are certainly still trending in the right direction uh, with only minor bumps along the way. And listen, inflation was never going to go straight down in a line. So Overall, we just want to see the disinflationary environment continue, uh, and that's what we continue to see, inflation increasing at a slower pace here, so that's why it's disinflation, not deflation, although we do see numerous reasons here, innovation being the primary one of why we could be looking at a deflationary environment in the not-too-distant future here, but right now, uh, we'll settle for this disinflationary environment that we're in. Uh, Because again, inflation is trending in the right direction now. Although I will say, I saw a tweet from Paul Krugman today. Uh, If you don't know who that is, he's a very famous economist. Uh, Not really too famous for for anything worth noting. Uh, Now, I'm sure a lot of people would disagree with that. But what I think he's most famous for probably was that he predicted in a thought experiment, this is back in, uh, I think it was the early 2000s, maybe late 90s, where he said there was a thought, a, a bunch of different people pulled in on this, on you know the potential effects of technology in the future, and his quote there was that the internet would have no more impact than the fax machine in a few years from that time. I, he could not have been more wrong and that's profoundly wrong how bad that, that, that is of a call. This guy is like the Jim Cramer of economists. So we don't necessarily like that he's on the same call as us, but we do still agree that inflation is heading the right direction. Well, I guess what I disagree with there is what he really said is that the war on inflation is over. It is over. That's a bold call from somebody who's made some bold calls and not got them uh, right. 
Um, but on a better note there, Tom Lee, um, <clears throat> market watcher, has nailed a lot of this new bull market call with us uh, since the October 13th lows of last year. We were out there saying it before him. Um, but he's he's been on that side with us uh, going back to last year. When his views line up with ours, uh, they typically go pretty well. And <clears throat> so what he, what he said today pointing out here that the increase in inflation from this past month, this is a great get here, uh, a significant portion of the increase in inflation this month was lodging away from home. That's hotel rooms. These aren't essential items, right? Uh, so if you take out a big increase that they saw last month in lodging away from home, hotel prices, then inflation was in line with expectations. If you take that one factor out, that's a much better factor to take out than actual shelter, taking out food or taking out uh, used car prices, right? All of these weird ways of looking at what inflation has really done. So if you take that out, then inflation was in line with expectations. But the main point here is that Tom Lee is in the same camp with us as well, that any pullback stemming from today's CPI number needs to be bought. Uh, so we've said that from some time as well, that this is a new bull market and in new bull markets, the smart money move is to buy the dips. So we remain long and strong here and buying dips. Overall though, the inflation situation does continue to show improvement. But back to buying the dips, we said the same thing about bank earnings coming in tomorrow. We've got the big banks uh, will be the first major companies to really kick off this earnings season. We've seen uh, some slow progression into this earnings season. We had Delta and, and you know, companies like Domino's, but now we're getting into the big players here. Tomorrow, we've got JP Morgan Chase, Citibank, PNC, BlackRock, Wells Fargo, and then uh, plenty more next week coming as well. But just as with the CPI numbers, we don't think it's going to matter as much what the numbers are for the banks. And the initial reaction may not either. So if we do get a pullback off this initial reaction from banks, then we will use that as a buying opportunity as well. What matters from here is how trading looks going into early next week. Now, from our point of view, we think the banks will lead the way higher. Uh, you see a lot of people talking about how much value there is in the big banks right now. Now, we won't touch on that. You know, we really don't like this group and consider a lot of it uninvestable for other reasons other than their stock price may go up. It's more of a principle type of uh, uh, decision there. But again, what matters here is going into next week, how not only bank stocks, but the overall market begins to trade as we really get the first big weeks of Q3 earnings. Uh, next, we've got tech stocks, massive tech stocks. We've got Tesla, Taiwan Semiconductors, Netflix, and many more next week. That's just to name a few of the tech names. We still got a lot of big banks next week as well. Bank of America, uh, Morgan Stanley, and a, a number of big names out there. So stay tuned with us here. We'll be reporting on those here as well. So that said, let's take a look at our market action here on the day today. As I said, all four of our major indexes did finish lower on the day, but what was good to see is we are getting 52 week highs from some of our mega cap tech names. And as we talk about here often, new highs begets new highs. So we saw Meta or Facebook 
hitting a 52-week high today. It did pull back into the close, but did get that 52-week high. Google hitting another 52-week high today. That's three sessions in a row where we've gotten a 52-week high from Google. And a kind of lesser talked about mega cap tech name. You know, people talk about Netflix as a, as a mega cap tech, right? That's roughly a $150 billion company. One that they don't talk about as much is Adobe and probably a far better company. Uh, just massive product list there. Um, and is also valued at a $250 billion company. So nearly, you know, not quite, but nearly, what, 40% larger uh, than Meta. And it also hit a 52-week high today. So that's what we like to see, especially on a day when the market finished lower. You like to see those big names helping out, holding up the market there. And to hit a 52-week high is the icing on top of the cake. But <clears throat> we are now entering, today was the last day. Tomorrow's October 13th. Uh, it's also Friday the 13th. Um, but that tomorrow will mark one year from the bear market lows of 2022. So w the one year birthday essentially of this new bull market. Now, some people might take that from when we actually entered the new bull market. We'll go ahead and measure it from here for today's podcast sake. So we're now entering the second year of this new bull market. And as you heard me say earlier, what do you wanna do at the beginning of a new bull market? You want to buy the dips. Uh, and what is an amazing piece of statistics here, once you've entered a new bull market, as is traditionally defined, which we have certainly, there has not been a single bull market that did not go on to continue for a full second year in over 90 years, since 1932, there has not been a bull market that has not lasted at least two full years. Those are the kind of statistics we love to see, especially going into year two now of a bull market. Uh, with, and on top of that, average gains for the second year are 14% for the market. So yes, we remain very bullish heading into the next year from here. And in fact, we would expect the next year to be much better than the 14% on average. So that said, let's take a look at our major indexes here. We were led today uh, to the, if you want to call it leading, uh, the Dow Jones down six tenths of 1% to 33,603. The Nasdaq tried to lead for a large part of the session today. Uh, it still finished down just over six tenths of 1% as well to 13,574. But I will point out the semis uh, were able to remain positive on the day today. That's a big bullish tell from us here. We want to see semis continue to lead the way. After that, the S&P 500 also down just over six tenths of 1% to 4,349. And lastly here, the Russell 2000, down big on the day, 2.2% 2 .2 to 1,734. I will also point out here, going into the session today before the CPI numbers, the 10-year yield had hit its lowest level for the month of October, so only 12 days, uh, you know, give or take. But it was down to a 4.5% on the 10-year yield rallied in a big way today to finish up 2.5%, a 4.72, uh, still below the highs of the month of that 4.88. Uh, and I want to pull up a chart here and get one more aspect. Bear with me. Uh, so we are still 
below those numbers, overbought by some metrics, not not the extreme overbought levels that we saw. It certainly has pulled back on this recent move. Um, but what I want to point out, we do want to see that 4.88 be the peak in bonds. But if that's not the case, it is not a death sentence for our market. As we talked about here often during the bull market rally, uh, the dot-com rally from 1995 to 2000, rates averaged well above where we are right now and hit as high as 8%. So to say that yields are destinants for our market would be a mistake as we've seen from this whole year. We've seen yields on the rise and our market's able to rise as well. So uh, yes, our market can continue to head higher in the face of rising rates, although we would like to see rates peak here. Next up, let's take a look at our internals on the day-to-day. -day. Not good numbers, but I have a very interesting piece of analytics here for you. So we'll start with the advanced decline line. Declining stocks did beat out advancing stocks, a brutal 5-to-1 negative on the NYSE, and roughly 3-to-1 negative on the NASDAQ. Now, here's where it gets interesting. Today, the NASDAQ advanced decline line hit a new all-time low. Now, that sounds scary. Is If new highs beget new highs, you might also say new lows beget new lows, right? But this is not a stock. This is an indicator. So, that again, that sounds scary. But this is more of a sign of a capitulation style of event than, an, than gloom and doom, an omen of doom, if you will. Uh, so going back to 1974, there have been 24 times where the NASDAQ advanced decline line has hit a new low. And this may surprise you, but 12 months later, the NASDAQ was higher, 74% of the time, with median gains of 30%. There are some massive numbers in there, and 12 months later, being up 40 50% uh, after an event like this. So given the rest of the context of the situation, the, uh, the other aspects we're looking at in the market, we fully expect that to be the case here once again, where our markets will be higher 12 months from now, despite you know that, that ugly reading from the advanced decline line. Just one piece of data, but found it very interesting there. Next up, 52-week highs and lows, also not pretty here. 498 stocks hitting 52-week lows to just 79 hitting a 52-week high. That's combined NYSE and NASDAQ. And lastly here, volume finishing with an 82% downside volume day to day on the NYSE. A lot of technicians look at that plus 80% number as uh, negating the, the positive 80% volume that we got earlier this week. Um, so another aspect we'll be keeping an eye on closely here. Uh, we don't want to see another day like that. Uh, then for the NASDAQ, just over 2 to 1 negative as well. Looking at our sectors on the day today, we finished with just two out of our 11 sectors higher on the day. The first, what you want to see, tech leading the way. Even up just fractionally, tech did lead the way. Next up there was energy, uh, which has been... It has had a significant sell-off uh, over the last couple of weeks. It's still a group that we do like a lot here. Um, and then our laggards on the day for our sectors were materials, utilities, makes sense as the largest borrowers in the nation, yields were up big today. After that, real estate and consumer staples. Finally here for today, our VRA Commodity Watch, 
Let me get a quick refresh of my screens here. We've got gold now down three tenths of 1% to $1,888 an ounce. Silver now down seven tenths of 1% to $21.97 an ounce. Copper now also down seven tenths of 1%, just over that to $3.58 a pound. And oil flat on the day now up 0.01% to $83.50 a barrel. And finally for today, Bitcoin still below $27,000 of Bitcoin now. Uh, now positive on the day actually, but just even at 26727 Folks, that is all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcasts every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com. Click the podcast link at the top and we'd love to have you with us. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you back here tomorrow for the close.